Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hey guys, I hope you had an amazing week this week. Um, mine was awesome <laughs> and weird. We did my grandpa's funeral and it was, it was interesting because it was obviously sad, but it was really nice to get our family back together for some time, even though we had to do it really weirdly, uh, due to COVID. And so not as many hugs that I was, I would have liked to have and, uh, you know, the masks and stuff like that, but it was just really, really good to see everybody and catch up. And I don't think we've gotten to do that in, in over a year. So that was really really nice. In addition to that, just, you know, good vibes all week. Wink, wink. Things have just been, you know, uh, kind of crazy. Uh, I moved this week and those of you who have listened to my, um, Thursday episodes, not into the house that I thought we were going to get. So we're kind of in interim right now until we look for another one. So it's just been a, a interesting time, but this is why today's episode is a wee bit late. Uh, those of you guys who are waiting in the mornings for me to upload the episode or probably thinking, where is this episode at? Um, it's here. We made it. So, but with that said, because I was moving all day long today, we are not doing a, uh, listener question or a weekly wisdom. We are going to go straight into the episode. I'm just starting to learn where my boundaries are and to put out this level of free content and how much I love to do it and love you guys. Um, I am, I'm burning myself at both ends, uh, lately. So just taking a little, a little break today or this week just to process, uh, you know, everything that's been going on with my family and stuff and just trying to get settled again. So anyway, I hope that's okay with you and, uh, let's go ahead and get into this episode. After surviving a brutal three year long battle with dysthymia of depression, Kelsey Aida has dedicated her life to the study and practice of masterful living, a.k.a. she says squeezing the awesomeness out of life. In her mission to escape the darkness, she dove deep into studying the true meaning of life and began to take control of her happiness like it was her full-time job. She immersed herself in every self-improvement book, podcast, blog, event, article, exercise, and course she could find, and if she thought she could learn it, she wanted to live it. Turning her life around one day at a time, she realized how to manifest an entire new perspective and an experience where we can be, do, or have whatever we want. Once she relearned the truth about who she really was, a powerful creator of her own reality, she came to understand a new identity that has helped her succeed to new levels in life and wants to teach everyone how to do the same. Life is fun and fulfilling, and she wishes for everyone to experience it that way. 
Today, as an activist for inspired change, she shares with the world what she's learned with her blog, podcast, High Vibe In It, and her book, Hashtag Actually I Can, along with e-courses, events, and retreats. So please welcome Kelsey Aida to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and today we are welcoming Kelsey Aida, who is an inspiration coach, an author, and all things magical. How you doing, girl? Hi, good. I'm so happy to be here with you because I had so much fun when you were on my show, so I'm so excited to be on your show. Yes, (laughs) yes. So she has a podcast called High Vibe In It um, with her best friend who we will have had on the show a previous week. And um, I'm excited to talk to you today because we're going to get into all things Law of Attraction and digging deeper into it. And for most of you guys, you probably know what the Law of Attraction is, so we'll kind of go into old school. There's a first wave and now there seems to be a second wave. Um, but before we do that, can you talk to our listeners and you just kind of tell them uh, your background and your story and what got you to this point? Yeah. So my story, it starts like I had a pretty great childhood. I was really loved. A lot of my trauma didn't start until later. So we'll (laughs) fast forward through that part. Um, But I was training my whole life to be a professional ballet dancer. I've always been really creative, artistic, expressive. And um, eventually when I was a teenager, I had a lot of hormonal imbalance, which led to a severe depression, which also was entangled with Um, injuries that I had in dance so I couldn't dance fully and express myself in that way and that was my career path and when it was quote-unquote taken away from me in my perspective uh, that just made things worse obviously so I went through three years of being really really depressed because I really didn't understand how to process my emotions or how to connect deeply with other people and I always felt like even though I was popular and I was liked and I was around people I never really felt like seen or heard or I didn't really feel like I was feeling other people either. So I think I just felt alone a lot, um, which also didn't help. So I went through three years of that intense struggle and there was definitely moments of contemplating suicide. And I don't think I ever really wanted to do it because there's too many parts of me that really enjoy living. But there were definitely parts of me like, girl, things would be so much easier if we just go on the wrong side of the road today and like don't Mm -hmm. come back and thoughts like that. And so that was really tough to work through. But eventually, I just had this kind of like epiphany, like, well, I wasn't always this way. Like I used to be happy and bubbly and energetic and passionate. And I used to like people and I used to like doing different things. And when I realized that I had lost sight of all of that, I was like, well, maybe it's not me, like who I am. Maybe I'm just sick. Like, I think there's something wrong here. So I started getting help, going to therapy, but the last thing I wanted to do was take medicine to get better because the whole thing that got me in the debacle in the first place was going on birth control. So I was like, I don't want anything altering my body. Like I'm going to do this the natural way. So I just basically was like, universe, I need to figure this out or I'm out of here. Like those are my two options. So I was really committed to feeling better and just rewiring my neural pathways. And then as the law of attraction would have it, ask and you shall receive all of these resources and people and circumstances started lining up to help me out of my depression. Um, And that was just a really magical time. And that's when I started gratitude journaling. And that's when I started really rewiring my neural pathways to focus on what was right and what was working and what was good. And that really pulled me out of the slump and into this new phase of my life where I felt better than I'd ever felt even before the depression. 
Mm. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then that's when I realized the value of contrast because I feel like you can only shine as bright as like how deep into the darkness you've been. So it's like an equal correlation on both sides. So because I had gone to such a dark place, I was able to reach new heights of happiness and joy and freedom and emotional well-being. So that's kind of how it started. And then when I started to feel better, I was like, everybody needs to know this because (laughs) inside of me is like a huge altruistic part. And I take in everybody as a part of myself. So I'm like, well, it's no good for just me to be happy. Like my mission's not done until everyone's feeling better and everyone's (laughs) getting what they want and blah, blah, blah. So that's when I was like, I'm going to be an author, but I didn't know anything about writing. I didn't have a following. So I was like, well, I'll start with writing articles on a little blog that seems more realistic. So I just took the first step started writing articles every week. I realized I really loved writing. I really loved teaching in that form. And then eventually I did write my first book, hashtag actually I can, the art of affirming yourself to greatness. And then um, that evolved into online courses about manifesting and self-love. And now a new book about happiness and also the podcast, High Vibe In It, and self-love retreats. And so my spiritual journey, I feel like is one where I learn and integrate things for myself. And then my most natural inclination is to want to share and guide other people through that. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's quite the journey, girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I tried to keep it as short as I could. No, it's good. With enough Um, detail. (laughs) (laughs) So like, when did you discover that what you were doing was something called the law of attraction? Hmm. I think in the time when I was coming out of the depression, that's when I started to study a lot about metaphysics and some of the law of attraction stuff kind of came my way. And I was like, oh, I can just think my way to a better life. Like this is empowering as fuck. So then I became like obsessed with it. And also the control freak in me was like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) Something I can do. Yes. (laughs) Now I had, um, I talked about on your show how I came by the law of attraction and we talk about the secret. So if you guys uh, don't know, it's, it's, there's a movie called the secret. It's kind of like a documentary uh, with Mm -hmm. all these practitioners and teachers that teach about manifestation law, essentially ask, believe and receive and vibration and how you reach it and whatever. Anyway. So I stumble upon this movie when I am, I had just moved back from London me and my boyfriend, now ex-husband, uh, were getting ready to break up. Probably should have broken up then. And I was in this position where I just was feeling really low. I was super depressed. I had just moved back from London, had no home, like had to get back on my feet. It was a whole thing. And I was so depressed. And I remember that morning thinking like, I just need something. I really need something to change. And I went to the gym and I was just on YouTube and there's a pop-up that says the secret. And I'm like, this looks ominous. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> and and opened it up and I just saw the first 10 minutes and then you had to buy the movie or something then um so I was like what the what the fuck this is a movie you know and at the time I had no money had no ability to like be able to really pay for anything but I had a feeling like this would be important to do so long story right about the movie and uh it, it completely turned everything upside down for me I was like and same as you I got obsessed and I was like guys you watch this documentary and you know this that and the other anyway I had no money and then that week I, like I said, I'm going to make 10 grand this week, which was like out of the question. Um, I ended up booking like nine weddings or something in one week. And I was like, ah, 
it works now. And I feel like the universe at the beginning is like, here's this little carrot, just take a little bite, you know, and it's super easy and you get super excited and you're like, let's do it again. And it's like, uh, uh-uh, like gotta, gotta work for this one. <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. I love that story. I think here's the thing. I actually love the secret. I know a lot of law of attraction teachers like totally poop on it, but I love it because it's a great introduction. It's an awesome introduction. And of course you can't teach someone everything there is to know about the law of attraction in an hour documentary. That's just a little taste of what it could be. Right. But there's more to the story. It's not that any of that is inaccurate, but I I understand how it can seem misleading because it's incomplete, right? There's not enough information there. Now, can you explain, if this is the first time Mm -hmm. listeners are ever hearing about the law of attraction, what is it? Okay, so the law of attraction, also called sometimes by people the law of mirroring, basically states that like energy attracts like energy and that everything in the world is kind of like a hologram. So whatever is happening inside of you is going to be reflected back to you by your life. Or others said, said in a different way, it's like whatever is happening in your life is being attracted to you by whatever is going on inside of you. So you can look at it like a mirror or you're attracting whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, but basically that notion kind of um, leads to the assumption that, well, if you control and better and improve what's going on inside of you, you can see results in your outer reality, right? So that's where things um, about speaking things into existence and thinking things into existence all come into play, which is true because our thoughts do affect matter and everything from a quantum level is just energy. So your thought is an energetic vibration. This notebook is an energetic vibration. My boyfriend is an energetic vibration. Like we all are energy and everything's energy moving at different speeds. And so when you can kind of start to understand energy more, you can understand how to utilize the law of attraction to your benefit. And also, I think in the beginning people think, oh, the law of attraction, using it to my benefit means getting what I want. But now in hindsight, it's like the law of attraction, using it to your benefit is using it as a mirror and being like, well, how do I feel about what's happening in my life? Mm -hmm. And what does that say about what's going on inside of me? And how can I tend to that so I can feel better? And naturally my life will improve. That is such an important point to make because um, I think in the first wave, especially for like new learners of the law of attraction, for me, it was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I asked for this thing. Where is it? You know, like they were like saying, you know, add, just add it to your shopping list. And it's just like a menu and, and, and it is in sorts, but it, when it comes to your benefit, there will be things that happen to you that may not feel so good. <laughs> yeah. But are to your benefit. Like you might have a breakup because that guy was a deadbeat or you may have. Yeah. Like people job. don't. People don't think that when I say I want to manifest a million dollars, the first step in that could be that I get fired so that I can (laughs) go towards like growing my own business that is going to bring forth the money. So people always think like, oh, the law of attraction is step one, step two. Like I ask and then it's given, but there's a lot of steps in between that. Mm -hmm. And um, that could be things getting worse before they get better. That could be things, people and places, opportunities being removed from your life to pivot you in 
in a better direction. Like the universe ultimately wants what you want as when it's the most genuine desire. So the reason why we want anything is usually like to feel better, to get more connection, to be loved, whatever. And those are all valid reasons for wanting stuff. And the universe wants you to feel great too. Like it really does. It wants you to heal. It wants you to enjoy your life and wants you to learn certain lessons, which parts of you want to learn those lessons too. And so fastest way possible. Right. So it all matches up. But, um, the interesting thing is like the law of attraction. First of all, people always say, Oh, it doesn't work for me. It works for that person, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. It's like, it's like gravity. It's not, not working for anybody. (laughs) Like, it's not like, Oh, Sally's bad at gravity. So she's just going to float away. Like, bye girl. (laughs) Bye girl. (laughs) It's like, it's always here. That's why they call it a law of the universe of how things work. But it is interesting because I was listening to this Teal Swan lecture at some point and she was explaining how we're kind of like sick of how the law of attraction works in kind of some sometimes like seemingly evil ways where it's like you experience trauma and then you have to keep re like manifesting it until you like heal it and blah, blah, blah. And so like things can get worse and worse and worse because you Mm -hmm. feel bad, you manifest bad feeling stuff, then you feel worse, then you manifest worse, then it's like Mm -hmm. a spiral, right? So actually, as a collective, we've been asking for the law to kind of shift and be more direct where it really is the way that we want it, where it's like we ask and we receive and we bypass a lot of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an interesting tidbit. And I think it is transitioning shifting a little bit law. more. Yeah. Like, what is that? We're shifting mean? the law. Like we're just changing it because that's what we want. And law of attraction gives you what you want, ultimately. <laughs> So it's like through you the know, law of attraction, we're changing the law of attraction. That to me, in my head, it's like a little bit of a mind fuck <laughs> because the law of the universe gives you what you want, what you're marrying. And if you're asking for the law to change, then the right. law has to represent what it is that you want. Ultimately, that's, that's hilarious. Isn't that funny? I thought that was super interesting though. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, it's so cool. Obviously I love it. And I've been teaching about it since like the beginning of my career online doing all this stuff, but um, you just come to a point where you realize that the law of attraction, it, it doesn't differentiate between like good or bad, right. um, worthy or unworthy. It's just simply reflecting to you what's going on, yeah. you know, and that's a great tool to use. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I want to go into is that People think they always have to feel good in order to be a great manifester. Mm -hmm. And this is true from one perspective, assuming that feeling good means being in a state of Mm non-resistance. So what I mean by this is it doesn't mean you always have to be happy. Mm -hmm. That's different. It means you always have to be in a state of openness, flow, acceptance. And I'm always is too strong of a word, but majority of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Surrender. Because, yeah, to expect yourself to be in a state of alignment 24-7 is actually, like, very cruel because Mm -hmm. we're human and that's not possible. So that's a super unrealistic expectation. Um, But it's, like, people think, oh, I have to be happy all the time to manifest this great life. It's, like, no, you have to be in a state of non-resistance, which could look like doing what feels like relief in whatever that moment is. Mm -hmm. If you're mad, you probably need to throw something, and that's going to feel good. It's not going to feel good (laughs) to pretend you're happy when you're super fucking angry, Yeah, you know? It's not going to feel good 
to pretend that you're not sad when you're sad. What's going to feel better in that moment is to express it through tears, you know? So it's like being really authentic and allowing space for all of your emotions is what actually allows you to feel good all the time and not have resistance to your experience and to experience that emotional freedom that leads to energy healing and flowing so fast and you can manifest things from a way like more powerful place i've noticed from that space. Mm-hmm. that is something that's really powerful kelsey because that is something I had to learn over my manifesting journey um, that actually in that form of surrender, me letting go, like this is my desire and this is what I want, but I'm going to let go of the expectation and how it comes and the frustration I might feel by its delay and all those other feelings and, and just experience them, but in surrender. Like I'm not going to try to control what's going to happen. I'm not going to try and keep checking on it or whatever. I just, okay, whenever the universe wants to bring it, it's cool. And with that, I've noticed like things sliding into my life at a, a crazy rate, absolutely crazy rate. And I want to go back to what you said about, um, you know, Sally's not good at gravity, so she's just gonna float away, and <laughs> which got me really tickled. Um, but I hear people say that a lot. Well, law of attraction works for you, but it don't work for me. And it's like you saying that out loud right now is proving that it's it's working because it's yeah. not working for you because yeah. you said it's not working for you. Yeah, you believe it's not working for you, so you're gonna attract evidence that it's not working exactly so it is working perfectly (laughs) how people who are struggling with being able to manifest so say it's money um Mm -hmm. because that seems to be i mean especially right now something people are very concerned with but if they're struggling with manifesting that and they feel like the law of attraction isn't working for them what might be some practical tools that would be good for them to kind of be able to start to tap into that frequency and let it work for them so it's it is partially about tapping into the frequency, but it's also like what's blocking you from naturally being in that frequency. So it's looking for the stuck points, um, the blockages and the resistance, which could look like a part of you thinking that it's not in your best interest to have more money, or it could look like you saw people growing up that had money that were really mean and you subconsciously don't want to be like them. So you actually don't want money um, because, you, because of what you make it mean. Or it's like, um, maybe once you had a lot of money, but then everybody wanted something from you and people weren't your friends in authentic ways anymore. So then you're like, fuck this. And you give up your money because you thought that was the problem. So it's like, what is stopping you from feeling good about having more money? Um, that could be a good place to start, but honestly, resistance can show up in so many different ways that it's hard for me to just give like three tips on a podcast, which is why (laughs) I do coaching with people because everyone has their own like way that they're carrying resistance. But it's actually funny that you asked this because I'm working on a book right now called why the law of attraction works for some people, but not you. Mm -hmm. And it explains in each chapter, like different ways that we can be carrying resistance and we might not even know. And it's not that you're bad at manifesting and it's not that the law of attraction doesn't work, doesn't work for you. It's just that you might be a little bit stuck somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's just about getting the energy flowing again and finding more beneficial perspectives and empowering stories. And maybe there's something that needs tending to and healing inside of you that's going to create more resolve, which will create more flow of abundance. Yeah. Yeah. So that really moves into the next point is like, you know, are people responsible for the bad things that happen to them? You know, the law of attraction. Yeah, this is one of those big questions that happens because 
when you learn, oh, I'm in charge, I'm in charge of my reality, then you're like, oh, God, there's a lot of fucking responsibility. And like, it's good when things are going good. But I don't want to take responsibility for my life when shit's hitting the fan. Like, I didn't do this. I didn't create this. I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. And it's like, of course, it's not your responsibility, the things bad that happened to you. Like if you were raped, of course, that was not your fault. Like if you went bankrupt, of well, maybe it was your fault, but it probably wasn't your fault. Like, here's the thing. We're manifesting from so many different points of attraction that we don't even know. We think that we're just manifesting from our conscious mind. No. We are also manifesting from our soul. We're manifesting from our subconscious mind. So anything that you create that's traumatic or undesirable or horrible, it was never your fault because I'm sure you didn't even know. And there's no way you could have done better. And if it's in your destiny to experience something bad or destructive or traumatic, which is usually for the purpose of healing and expansion and growth, then ultimately there is a part of you that probably agreed to experiencing something along those lines because it knew that was going to be the way to help you to grow and evolve and expand the fastest. Yeah. That's, I always think like, you know, who the creator itself, the universe, like, why would they send us down here to do this in the first place? Like, how does it work? Why are we here in this game simulation? You know, like we sign up for, Mario Kart and we're like okay we're gonna go to this place and pick this car I'm gonna pick this avatar and this character um and Mario and Kart. you know kind of grow their experience along the way but it's very interesting <laughs> this little well, you don't get to like know everything before right. you come here because that wouldn't be very fun yeah. and you also don't get to be in charge of every single aspect of your life just because you're a wizard manifester there's always <laughs> going to be curveballs there's always going to be unwanted things that's just a part of the game and you agreed to that before you came here you were like okay it's gonna be really great and awesome but it's also gonna be really fucking hard sometimes and like I'm down let's fucking do this and then you get here and then it's like shit's hitting the fan and you're like why am I here and I just saw this hilarious meme the other day of this little cat and he has his big eyes and he's like looking up at the sky and it just says damn I'm really in this bitch yeah I saw that. <laughs> and some days you're just gonna feel like damn I'm really fucking in this bitch like why would I ever choose this what part of me wants me to suffer this greatly and I've definitely had thoughts like that which now in hindsight is like kind of funny but <laughs> ultimately when you start learning about trauma and healing you can come to a place of understanding not always why it happened but having this sense of like it's bigger than what happened and it's bigger than me and there is a valid reason for why I needed to go through that mm -hmm. um and from a human perspective, it could be, of course, you didn't have to go through that. No one should ever have to go through that. That should not happen to anybody. But from a higher perspective, there is usually a sense of um, kind of, I don't want to say meant to be-ness around it, but purpose. It's not yeah. in vain, I should mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. um, Victor Frankel's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Um, if you have gone through something that's incredibly painful, if you can give your pain meaning, like you get through it much better yeah. if you it in vain. So um, it's, that's, that's really interesting. So people who are really suffering right now, who are going through it, um, mindset, I believe, is it's a very important time to cultivate mindset. 
And can you talk, cause I saw some videos that you spoke about or whatever, but talk about how mindset affects law of attraction. Yeah. Well, the way that you perceive the world is how you're going to experience it law of attraction or no law of attraction. You can put two people in the same exact room, but they could be picking up on different stuff. They could be noticing different things. One person could be like, oh, this room is so empty and boring. And the other person could be like, this room is so clean. Like we could fill it with so much cool stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's really just how you're looking at things. That's going to change your emotional reaction and experience to it. And that's all going to depend on how you grew up, what's happened to you, what you believe, the thoughts that you practice all the time. But ultimately, you can improve your perspective over time with practice, which is something that I did like with my gratitude journal in the beginning was mm-hmm. instead of noticing everything that was shitty and fucked up about my life and which I didn't even I wasn't even really sure why I was sad back then. I was like, well, what's a few things that I can really be thankful for? And sometimes it was just my bed or my slippers or my family or clean water or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And doing that over and over and over, I started looking for, okay, what's right with my life? What's working? What feels good? And you can change your brain really fast when you do things over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, like, that's something that I practice quite a bit. Um, trying to shift in mindset, me even doing this podcast and interviewing different people about their experiences has always been, I'm so interested in how other people see things, Mm -hmm. but I know that there are so many people out there who are very dead set on the way they think about things. And so there's not a lot of wiggle room for change in that. So I I almost wonder for the people who struggle with manifestation, how in their mindset, they they have a particular perspective that's difficult for them to let go because it does serve them in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. a lot of people have identity in their their flaws or faults or things that they suffer in. And if they don't have that thing anymore, they they don't have the same foundational, like they have to reorganize their narrative. And that seems to be a hard thing to do. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I think that the key to that is really about understanding why do I have this perception? How has it been serving me? And how can I get my need met in a more direct way? So for example, if it's serving you in a certain way, like this is getting me connection with other people because I'm pretending to be someone that I'm not, but I'm fitting in with this group. It's like, how can I get direct connection with people where I can be authentic? Because it's really about bringing awareness to why you are the way that you are. And when you can understand that, you can have compassion for yourself and you can be like, oh, what I'm really after is this. Let's go for that in a less detrimental way that's not hurting me or anyone else. Hmm. Now, uh, I think our podcast, when Lindsay was talking to you, she said that you were kind of like someone who's a, a Midas touch. Like everything that you try kind of goes well for you and are... It's like you touch gold, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are this wizard manifester, I love that you talked about <laughs> resistance earlier. Um, but for our listeners who may not be such wizards, uh-huh. um, what are ways that they can get rid of resistance? And first, can you explain what resistance is in that flow state? Because some people not, might not understand that concept. Yeah. So resistance is any kind of like push and pull energy. So imagine that you are wanting to manifest the love of your life, except you just went through a really painful heartbreak. And so there are parts of you that are still hurt and mourning. They don't think it's safe to be in a relationship again, right? So they're going to resist you and sabotage anything good that happens. Probably they're going like consciously. You're like, I want a relationship subconsciously. You're like, fuck that shit. No way. Never again. So it's like this push and pull. That's an example of resistance. 
it's basically when you're not in a state of openness, acceptance, flow. It's kind of like the opposite of alignment, but it doesn't mean you're not aligned. It just means like you're not moving forward, I guess, to the speed that you could be if you didn't have resistance. Mm -hmm. So how do they get rid of that? Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask, what was the second question? (laughs) So first it's about identifying what is the resistance that I'm carrying. And sometimes it's not that you're resisting what you want. Sometimes usually it's that you're resisting where you are. Hmm. So for example, if you are wanting to manifest a million dollars, but you only have two grand in the bank, if you're really angry and mad and resistant about that, you're not accepting where you are, which is okay, then it's going to be harder for money to flow to you because you're in a resistant state. Even though you're not resisting more money coming in, you're resisting where you are right now. And that could be fixed by having compassion, understanding, and validation for yourself so that you can feel pissed and angry about it and kind of get that emotion healed and resolved and through your system so it's not keeping you stuck so you're not manifesting from a place of anger or lack Hmm. so honestly validating how you feel and mastering your emotions can get rid of pretty much 99.9 percent of resistance because it's always held in the emotional body not always sometimes it's held in your physical body but it's usually tied to your emotional well-being so Mm -hmm. anything that's stopping you from being well emotionally whether you're experiencing anger or sadness or frustration or hopelessness, you have to be with that emotion first to work through it, to heal it, to resolve it. And then naturally the resistance dissolves. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do with people in my coaching now is I help them to master their emotions and work through any stuck points and resistance and make it okay to feel how they feel so they can finally feel it and express it. And then naturally they come back to a stable place a place of more peace, acceptance, understanding, perspective. And from there, they're more open to receive what they want and they're more open to go for what they want. Does someone have to heal before they can manifest? No, but in certain instances, that's why you want to manifest what you want because the healing journey to get to there is what you actually want. Mm -hmm. Mm. So a lot of people don't talk about this part of the law of attraction, which is, your desires help to expand you and the universe because the universe knows that if you want this shiny object over here, the same version of you that doesn't have it right now is not going to be able to obtain it. You have to up level, you have to upgrade, you have to transform and transition, whether that just means letting go of resistance or taking on new perceptions or growing as a person, you're going to transform from point A of not having the manifestation to point B of someone who can attract that manifestation. So a lot of the reason why we have these desires is because we desire the growth that it's going to bring us in the process of becoming a match to that thing that we want. Hmm. Girl, you better preach. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just about getting what you want. It's about the journey to getting what you want, which yeah. is where the healing comes in, which is where the dropping resistance comes in, which is where the positive expectation and the faith and the belief comes in and like every desire that you want is giving you an opportunity to become a more fully expressed version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I just have like need a breath, you know? Yeah. Let's just take <laughs> that in. Let's take it in. I'm just reflecting <sighs> kind of on my own life. Like, mm. like, especially <laughs> lately, like last year after 
you know, just shit had to hit the van for a while. I had three years that were just <laughs> yeah, fucking worst. Um, at some point I looked at that and I said, Oh my God, I can't, I cannot believe I was so blind to how much resistance I have, how much control I want to have, how much I, this is going to happen this way. If I just put enough masculine energy towards it, I'll be able to get, you know, and, and how much of that rug pull experience I was getting, um, something would look like it was the thing. And then we get pulled away or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, why does it feel like the universe is fucking with me? You know, like there's this, there was this just energy of like, God, like, I feel like they're hanging it over my head and then I go for it. And it turns out to be, um, you know, the Scooby-Doo moment, like the, the veil is pulled off and you're like, what the fuck is this? So, you know, for people who may feel like they, they're on that path towards manifestation, they're trying to manifest more money, they're trying to manifest more joy um, and happiness, and they're, they're struggling with feeling like they can trust the universe. Yeah. How do you speak to those people? Yeah, that is a great, great question. Because a lot of people are so scarred that they don't trust anymore. And that's totally valid. So the first thing I would say is like, yeah, give yourself the space to grieve whatever didn't work out. Like be angry at the universe. Like the universe isn't perfect. The universe is just like you. The universe has good intentions, but it might not always do everything fucking perfect. Like when I was in a session with my friend James, who is, um, he's like a Native American medicine man. And he helps me through a lot of my resistance because obviously I have blind spots. So I use a practitioner too. And, um, he was explaining to me once how like God is not perfect and it just like blew my whole mind. And I was like, whoa, everything in my paradigm just shifted in that one mm -hmm. statement and everything makes so much more sense now. And I feel like I have so much more grace and understanding for my life because you expect God to be perfect and everything else to work out. And why am I going through this? And what the fuck? And when you realize that everything is just like you because you are just like everything. Like if I'm made of stardust and the cosmos are made of stardust and we're all just reflecting to each other, what's going on inside of each other. It's like, of course there's room for God to make mistakes. Of course there's room for you to make mistakes. Of course you want to feel better. Of course the universe wants you to feel better. Like it's all the same. I just heard like a, like a bubble, you know, the channeling or whatever this is, uh, one of my guides, I believe it was, it's like, well, you think they're mistakes, but. but <laughs> okay. Like, we've been corrected by the guides. <laughs> we perceive them as mistakes. Everything is divinely orchestrated. And from their perspective, it's not a mistake at all. But, but you from a human perspective, point. it you can be a, a mistake. Point, though, because there was, um, I was reading the law of one where Ra talks about kind of how like, this is an experiment. And I'm, I'm like, hold up. What? Like to think of, think about in that context that our world and our whole universe and the way that it operates, if this isn't an experiment, then everything won't go perfectly. And I had kind of a similar shift with you because especially growing up in a, you know, Christian kind of, you know, it's like God is all knowing, God is all omnipotent, God is omnipresent and God is perfect. So every decision is divine. Everything that happens. I'm like, what about the people get blown up in Syria? And what about these children who are being sex trafficked? And what, this is a part of God's plan. When I was little, I was like already in that space. And they're like, right. you can't question the mystery of why God decides. <laughs> and I'm like, this is bullshit. But when I, when I, when I took it into that perception, I had that same shift that you're talking about that, like, you're right. Like, I mean, some of this has to be a mistake. I mean, 
some of it has to be a mistake. I can't see how that's divinely orchestrated, but you know, maybe I'm not a divine being, but. Well, but, and we're not meant to see everything and know everything exactly. and understand everything. So we can only understand to the degree that we can try and understand and make meaning of things. And that's yeah. the whole spiritual journey is like believing that there is meaning and orchestration and purpose behind all this, which we obviously all subscribe to, which is why we're listening to this podcast, but it's like, um, yeah, we just don't, we don't know the answers to everything. We don't know why bad things happen to innocent people all the time. We don't know why this has to happen in order to make the world a better place. We don't know why it has to get worse before it gets better, you know? And I think that's part of the mystery of life is like, can you surrender to the not knowingness also? And like, be okay with just assuming that there's a reason why that has to happen. Yeah. And that to me, somehow, somehow knowing that makes me more trusting of the universe's process. Because if the universe was perfect and I was experiencing these things, I would feel like it was maniacal. Well, who trusts anything that's perfect? Because exactly, perfect. exactly. So I said this the other day, I was looking at some programs and uh, I couldn't find a negative review. Mm-hmm. And I was like, something like, doesn't hmm. feel right to me. <laughs> like, I don't want to choose this program because it doesn't have any negative or any criticism at all. Everybody's right. like, it's so perfect. And I'm like, ah, like nothing's perfect. So I go yeah. just digging, found something <laughs> on Reddit that says that these people who sign up for this program cannot speak negatively or they'll be sued. Oh, sign up for that. And I was like, that's red bells all over the place. Yeah. Red flags, bells go off, whatever I mean. Red <laughs> bells bell sounds more magical. I like it. <laughs> Red bells, so, but there, that gives, that gives, I guess that gives some understanding then. Well, it gives some grace and yeah, understanding. It gives some perspective. Like, just like you can't expect yourself to be perfect all the time. You can't expect the universe and the world in your life to be perfect all the time. Right. Right. Does so, not feel better. See, we just released a bunch of resistance yes, we did. by shifting our perception. <laughs> so like, in this time while people are trying to manifest and things are very uncertain, um, you know, how does one generate more joy in these hard times? Yeah. So first I want to say everyone needs to know that you're already manifesting by experience, by experiencing the contrast, which is all the shitty stuff that you are not liking at the moment, (laughs) because those experiences are causing you to ask and desire for what you truly want in more powerful, more strong, more energetic ways than ever before. So the manifestation process is already underway. um, So don't worry about that. But also, I like that you brought up this point of joy because it's easy when things are hard and tough and look like the world is literally ending to allow yourself the space to still experience joy and happiness because it's kind of like, well, who am I to be happy when everything's so fucked up? Or like, there's no room for happiness here. We need to fix all the problems of the world first before we can be happy. And my whole thing is like, I wish people would give themselves the space to laugh, feel joy, and be happy unconditionally. Not to say that you should force yourself to be happy if you don't want to be, but like leave room in your life for happiness even when things are hard because you need balance to get through it, guys. You can't just be Mm -hmm. all doom and gloom focused on the problem, forcing a solution because honestly, the solutions are going to come to you when you're feeling better. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been, you know, uh, while people are in quarantine and what's on the news and stuff, like I think about like yesterday, 
um, I was watching the news, but I only watch the news on YouTube because it has like a short snippet of what it is that I'm interested in listening to, but it mm-hmm. doesn't keep going. Yeah. So you get and like so the I headline and then, you're out. and then I'm out. Um, because like that frequency of the news is to keep you kind of entangled and keep watching and more bad headlines and more rubbing and massaging the wound of the same topic over and over and over. And it, it lowers, I mean, at least for me, my frequency, it lowers my ability to feel safe in this world. So I, for my, for myself and path medium, like I start to have very physical reactions to that particular frequency. And I notice how my world shifts around me when that happens. The Postmates guy doesn't come on time and he gets lost and like my food is gone. <laughs> or like, you know, if someone calls and says something, it's, it is, it is uncanny as I started to watch it. Um, and you may do this in your own life guys, but like I started to notice when, what my frequency felt like and what was happening around the time within a few hours of that, how was my environment affected? Um, can you speak to that about like, because like I, your, even your podcast is called high vibing it. And so there's high vibrations and low vibrations and, and I don't want to say negative and positive because it's ultimately neutral, but Mm -hmm. where we're vibrating does indicate the radio station that we're tuning into and then thus how we see the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think you just said it. And I think it's important that you like made it a point to say they're actually not good or bad. Like high vibes are not better than low vibes. Like you're going to experience all of them because you're a human, but it's like, obviously we all want to be in a more high vibrational state more of the time because that's our preference because it feels better, which is why we call it positive. And normally it is more beneficial, but there's also a time and place for being in a low vibrational state. So you can come back up to the high vibrational state. So what I don't want people to take away from my show is, Oh, I need to be in a high vibe state all the time. Like, no, that's just what we like. That's just where we like to hang out. But there's nothing wrong with being in the lower vibrational states because those have offerings for you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the law of attraction can be very instantaneous. That's for sure. <laughs> and if you're paying close enough attention, you can definitely make the correlation between how you're feeling and what you're thinking and what's happening outside of you. And it's like that classic example of when you're having a bad day and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And first you stub your toe and then you spill your hot coffee on yourself and then you're late to work because there's so much traffic and nothing's flowing. And then you get a bunch of emails that are like, fuck, I got to put out all these fires. And then it's just like nonstop. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? That's always the biggest lesson I got from watching Secret. Like that's like when I when I start to get in that mode where I start to feel like things are, are tumbling, I, I go reset. Okay. 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 I see what's happening here. I see you reset, get myself back under control. It's going to be okay. And nobody's dying like, and reset myself and reset yeah. my frequency. So that way I don't continue the rest of the day like that. I feel like there's different ways to reset for me. If it's something emotional that needs to be tended to, I'll try and make the time and space to do that. So let's say if I'm just feeling sad about something from the past or whatever, I'm like, okay, we are going to cry through this bitch right now. Mm -hmm. And we are going to get to the other side. And then I'm going to start over after that. So it's like, sometimes you just got to be like, okay, this is really not a big deal. I just really would feel better if I changed my perspective. Or sometimes it's like, I can't just force myself to feel better. I need to feel worse first. And then I'll naturally feel better after yeah it's about release 
and getting those emotions out of your body. That was something that toxic positivity at the beginning was like, I'm so scared. What if I think, you know, this thing, (laughs) then this thing is going to happen. Like, don't think about that car accident, you know? Um, Well, if you think about it this way, low, low vibrations, quote unquote, they move more slowly. Mm -hmm. So when you are thinking negative thoughts or having worries, how many times do those actually manifest into reality very quickly? Not a lot. Yeah. How many times do your more positive, highly excited emotional states manifest things quickly, like way more fucking fast? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So honestly, your quote unquote positive thoughts are a lot more powerful than your quote unquote negative Mm -hmm. thoughts. Um, And it's just like noticing what space you're in more of the time. And obviously as a goal, working towards thinking better about things, but that could look like releasing resistance to when you have negative thoughts because ultimately judging how you're thinking is causing resistance either way so that's not going to help so coming into a space of non-resistance is about releasing judgment of whatever you're thinking feeling experiencing seeing um and coming to that more neutral place and then asking yourself well how do i prefer to, to see this situation what's the more empowering way to explain what's going on I love that you said that that low vibrational waves move slower. So like you want to talk about resistance and delay, those negative vibrations and the things that are sticking in your subconscious and the things slowing things down. Um, So do you use crystals at all? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have, um, I've been a a huge proponent for Moldavite uh, since I received a piece last October and it just I can't thinking about it since you told me about oh it God. on the last show <laughs> fast forward my my it just everything that i've been wanting and waiting for fast forward that um but it also gave me permission to also get into my lower vib- vibrational states in order to release a lot of those emotions because if this piece of rock was on my body at any point it still it raised my vibration enough that my lower vibrations are like mid vibrations now <laughs> um and feeling that resonance, like being able to kind of like vibe with that particular crystal. Um, and not to like get off on a tangent about crystals or anything like that, but it's at least helped me when I, to, to be able to straddle the duality of the different vibrations and being able to, at least it raised my vibe enough that when I am in those states, I'm not moving as slowly as I would then before. And it's a lot of credit to give to a small stone. But well, that's really beautiful because what I'm hearing is like the crystal basically held space for you mm-hmm. to process whatever you needed to process. And that's like Got really what, faster. Yeah. It helps you to move through it faster when you just let it happen. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, a lot of people who are in my life who are close to me, they describe me as their crystal because I, um, I kind of like make people feel like that. Like I hold space for them and I love them unconditionally and I help them to feel better and release resistance. And like, I know I'm a crystal for my mom. I know I'm a crystal for my partner. I know I can be a crystal for my sister, some of my friends and, um, yeah, especially my clients. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why I love crystals so much. Cause I feel like I like am one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a crystal for you? Hmm. My friend James, who is the shaman that I was talking about earlier, and also my boyfriend and also my sister. So we're all crystals for each other, basically. <laughs> you might have come in as a crystal child. How old are you? Right? I'm 26. Yeah. 
You're probably one of those crystal kids. I'm an indigo. Crystal kids. <laughs> they're like guys who you're listening, if you don't know what I'm talking about, like they, they at some point in the seventies, I believe labeled the souls coming into the earth at a certain point and what they were doing to raise the earth's vibration. So now there's rainbow children, I guess this is a new era of very, very interesting crystal children. Uh, anyway, so, um, if you were to have a lasting point, um, to kind of, kind of just really hone it in for people to understand the law of attraction and how to make manifest more of these beautiful things in their life, what would you leave them with? Oh, geez. Well, one, I would say stay connected to me because I will speak more on this topic for my lifetime, but also (laughs) I would say, um, work with mastering your emotions and doing healing work first because ultimately that's going to help you to release a lot of resistance so it's more getting good at the law of attraction is more of a healing journey and more of a self-love journey i've noticed um and less about getting what you want but ultimately when you go through that healing process and that growth and expansion and you do start feeling better and having less resistance, that will naturally translate into your circumstances improving. So if you want your circumstances to improve, work with how you're feeling. Give yourself love. Learn how to make it okay to feel shitty because that'll help you get through it more quickly. And just know that like, you're already great at manifesting. (laughs) You don't technically have to learn how to do it, Um, it's beneficial to become aware of practices and things that are fun and things that are helpful and ways to release resistance, but ultimately it's a healing journey. So how can you be more loving to yourself? How can you tend to your emotional body? How can you see things in a more empowering way? And that's ultimately going to translate to you manifesting more goodies. Yeah. We like those goodies, them goodies, not my goodies. Sorry. (laughs) Couldn't resist the Sierra plug. (laughs) Love it. All right. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Yeah, you guys can find me at Kelsey Aida, K-E-L-S-E-Y-A-I-D-A, just like the Italian opera, dot com. Um, Also, I'm really active on Instagram as Kelsey Aida. And stay tuned for my new book that I'm launching that has 200 affirmations for cultivating more joy and happiness. I'll give um, Alia the link to that so she can put it in the show notes. But yeah, I got the new book coming out. I'm hosting a radical self-love retreat in nice. Mexico next year. So if you're Physically like, I'm Mexico? like actually in Mexico, like we're flying to Mexico. I have two <laughs> dates in case there's like shit hits the fans down yeah. January. So, but it's happening regardless yeah. of if it's okay. January or if it's May of next year, we are going to Mexico. <laughs> so if you're like, I definitely want to hang out with Kelsey for six days on the beach and learn how to master my emotions and love the fuck out of myself and be around like-minded women, <laughs> then definitely go to my website to learn more about that. And yeah, you can listen to the podcast. I mean, I'm always putting out free content in the form of podcasts or mm-hmm. articles or Instagram cool. posts that are very insightful or my Instagram stories. I feel like that's where the fire is at. Cause when I have that <laughs> download and that inspiration, I go straight to my story and I do a little video. Fire. So definitely get in there. That's where the goodies are. Well, I will um, make sure to link everything. And so everybody can find you. Yeah. She'll put um, the links. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to continue over at Patreon. Cause I have some really interesting stuff to ask Kelsey about her yeah. medium 
ness. We yes. didn't mention any of that in the episode. I feel like she was like <laughs> keeping it under wraps, but we'll talk about that on Patreon. And um, you guys, thank you guys for for listening. Thank you guys for kind of going through this journey with us. Um, I'm I really like the topic of manifestation just because it's always been something that's intrigued me, um, even before I knew what it was called. It, you know, like thinking positive or whatever that looked like, but understanding the depth of the secret and the completeness of it, the wholeness of it and how to really manifest and seeing how much that's changed my life. So thank you for speaking on it. Um, thank you guys yeah. for listening to this episode. We will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.